Hello, and welcome to Space Battles, a transformative real play podcast that imagines the latest trilogy of a popular space combat franchise. If you're joining us for the first time, stop here and start with the first part of a shattered galaxy. Otherwise, previously you will have heard... Do you see that Darth Feldman could also be defeated? Nice. I like that. Uh, they they cheer. They're going to cheer regardless. I guess it's a persuasive thing. They're very hyped up right now. I I had an impulse very much to just, like, bite his hand. <laughs> and he was outstretching. I want to hit hyperspace as soon as we're, we break Atmos. Someone better get us ready. Okay. All right. Uh, give me a piloting planetary, please, Mia. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that that warning is barely issued in time. With five successes, <laughs> uh, you tear the Cavalier out of the atmosphere with startling and almost frightening alacrity. Okay, let's uh, generate some light side points for the session. Pretty good outcome for me. Oh dear. Oh great. Oh God. Do not want. So, last time we left off, you guys had just pulled off a daring mission in Felucia and an even more daring escape. You can, with relative ease, make your way to the Prolemian trade route, uh, which will lead you directly back to Coral Sconce, as I'm insisting we call it. And so... The knockoff version. Yeah, the, the serial number is very, very obviously filed off. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't tell what the numbers are anymore. It's just one big scratch. What are you guys going to do for two weeks? You are cooped up in the Caval- the Cavalier, uh, which is, a, as we've talked about before, a relatively small ship, uh, even compared to Palpy's ship and definitely compared to the Perry. How are you guys going to spend your time and how are you going to be interacting with Dash and Reyna, the human Imperial defectors? and knocked and peck the Bodajeffi Imperial defectors. So I think Kiyama is uh, going to spend the first couple of, like, the most immediate time after trying to stabilize her forearm. Um, and I don't know what she's going to do for two weeks. <laughs> she was, this was not how she expected any of this to go. I'm guessing she's going to spend... Um, a lot of time alone. I think what she does will be very dependent on what other people do. She's remind me, did she lose her dominant or her non-dominant hand? She lost her, her dominant hand. Dominant. She lost her right hand. So is she gonna practice anything with her left? Um, I think she would just to kind of keep herself centered. Like she would still do like like, like she still has her routines, like she would still try and meditate. She would try and do her exercises or try and find ways to accommodate with her left hand. Um but definitely is a taking a little bit of the shell shocked route as far as she's not, I don't think, going to be talking to a lot of people. She's going to be trying and staying away from the Imperial defectors. Um, mm-hmm. For what is worth, they avoid you. There's like a mixture of fear and reverence, remembering that, uh, you know, Kiyama is apparently a fairly well known person. That doesn't help any of this either. When she puts that together, that they're avoiding her not because of what they saw on Felucia, but because they know her from other areas, that makes it even worse. 
Um, can I get two resilience rolls from Kiyama, please? For sure. The first one. Nah. Was there supposed to be a blue die in that pool? Uh, no, that's left over from oh. you. Can I re-roll? Because I'll make sure everything's no, I'm just off. Gonna, I'm just going to subtract that success. Okay, so I didn't even have a success on there. So what is it now? Two failures? Yeah. Okay, that's the first one. Should I do it again? Or is there some sort of... Yes, please. Okay. Okay. So quite the opposite. So the first first (laughs) week of the journey is miserable. Although, you know, the the wound was cauterized by the heat of Veleman's lightsaber and you got fairly quick medical attention afterwards. The pain is near constant and you have difficulty sleeping. You are struggling mentally with the loss of it and, you know, as well adjusting to the realization that there are four people on board that are, you know, if not a little too respectful of you outright, out and out afraid of you. Uh, The second week, however, is easier. You begin doing like practical exercises to learn to use your left hand. You begin doing, you know, meditation mostly to center yourself in the force rather than you know just physical exercises that you had been sticking to your memory coming back grounds you as you remember more and more jedi ritual that you know whatever your associations with the leader of your order are still calming to you and still associated with good things in your mind so making the shift to mental control in the the second week is what uh garners you that triumph okay there is one thing i just thought of that she would try and do sometime during this and i'm she's assuming with no amounts of success but when she's trying to sleep at night or whenever either during the day or she's going to try it at different times Mm. is trying to reach ronis the same way he did to her in the dream she doesn't know how to do it or remember if she ever learned how to do it but she's like I can't sleep. This hurts too much. We're just going to try and distract myself with this. So, Okay. Um, give me a vigilance test, and I have a force. Uh, what's your force rating currently? Two. Two? Okay. I'm going to put force dice in the pool for you since this is effectively a force power check. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Okay. So what I am going to do is I'm going to up the number of light side points that you guys have. Uh, your your, fo- your foci have made you more grounded, but you're not able to access this ability. Okay. So the, the pool is now going to be uh, three and three. You're, you are more attuned to the force. This, you, you know, harrowing experience has centered you rather than leading you astray, but you're still not going to be able to you practice this power, you're not even sure that you're able to access. Yeah, she has, she's literally just reaching out into the dark, so. Mm -hmm. No success, unfortunately. Uh, What are other people going to do with their time while Kiyama is meditating and sort of fumbling with her normal practice routine? Um, VC20 is, of course, getting to know his new friends. um, Slash looking into what the law is going to be like when we finally get to Corral Stance. Since, uh, yeah, he doesn't want them, like, arrested immediately upon our arrival. Okay. See, that's an interesting notion. Uh, 
VC20, can you give me a core worlds role to reflect your knowledge or not of the legal procedure around this defection? All right. You're unsure, but you've got a bad feeling insofar as VC20 has feelings. Outside of that, they seem relatively normal. Um, Noct was the Bodejeffy who wanted to be a carpenter. Uh, Reyna was the woman who wanted to be an artist, and Dash and Peck did not have uh, their aspirations listed, from what I recall. Or if, if they did, you don't remember associating it with them. They seem shockingly normal, is, I guess, the way that I would put it. The Boda Jeffy both seem a little more, how do I put this, imperial partisan. It seems that Boda Jeff was a relatively backwater and undeveloped world until they came in under the Imperial Aegis recently, and they've benefited a lot from it. A lot of the Boda Jeff Bodejeffy patriotism towards the Empire is directly linked towards the quality of life improvements that they have enjoyed. Uh, however, Noct and Peck are, on an individual level, rather conflicted. They have been working for Velamin's detail for a few months, they tell you, and it is that that has kind of disillusioned them. Bodejeffy lives, it seems to them, are worth considerably more than not even just human lives, more entrenched empire species. And Velamin in particular seems to value absolutely no one's life. So they are... Peck in particular doesn't exactly express second thoughts, uh, but is a little wistful and worried about the world that they are leaving behind and is mostly just glad to be away from Velamin. That's reasonable. Um... Yeah, I guess there are actually three things that VC20 is going to be doing then. Um, mm -hmm. The first is that he would like to um, like write letters of recommendation for them in advance <clears throat> and maybe play up a little bit how effective they were at helping us fight off Darth Veleman. Okay. I mean, they did fire at him. They didn't hit, but that's, you know, not relevant to the narrative here. Right. Um, you know, the heroics helped us. Um, I want to find out is there, like, a space Pat Catans we can stop at on the way? <clears throat> For, like, new clothes and non-Imperial uniforms, essentially? No, um, it's, it's an art supply store. Like, can we get, like, like oh. my first carpentry <laughs> kit? Like, a little uh, painting tutorial kit? Um, sure. You guys are most likely going to need to stop and refuel. Uh, I would recommend at Tainab you can look around to try and procure supplies while you are there. I would, I, would, I would say that my first carpentry kit and, you know, some colored pencils would qualify for, you know, gear of some variety. And if there's, like, hollow tapes on how to use them, that would also be good. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And the third thing is that since, you know, these are our new friends and we're going to be on this ship for some period of time... Um, are there any, like, space card games if VC20 were to organize a game night? Yeah, there are, there are plenty of space card games. Eshka can teach everybody some. So, so didn't Eshka, so, like, cheat at, what was it, space poker? Is it Pazak in yeah. the beginning and almost had one of the Wookiees yep. throw out an airlock or something? Maybe. Yes. I might have been held <laughs> upside down and shaken so that they could get <laughs> their credits back. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, yeah, VC20 is going to see if he can get the, um, you know, the player characters and the non-player characters to have a fun game night together with no credits involved. Okay. Everybody can play hearts. Okay, so let's handle that procedurally. Uh, for your first check for writing some letters of recommendation, uh, make, please make me a negotiation check. And your um, kill him with kindness, does that apply to negotiation or no? Let me check. I know it applies to charm, but... It does not. Okay. All right, then negotiation, please. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so you write a good letter that you feel good about. We'll have to handle the one failure element of it later on. Next, you wanted to buy a number of things at Tainab. I don't want to belabor a shopping scene a whole bunch. Though I usually find that those are pretty hit or miss, and there's built-in systems for that. Um, so could you, since nothing you're looking for is particularly rare, some of it is just on the pricier side, this is going to be a fairly straightforward check. Uh, and it, it is also a negotiation check to obtain everything that you're looking for. So I'm ready for that when you are. Okay. It is a tough time uh, for VC20. So you find the fuel uh, and you find the card game. Uh, you're unable to procure any of the, the kits that you were looking for, though. No um, art supplies or carpentry kits. Uh, Taneb is like a lot of planets moving towards a more distributed model of goods, uh, which is to say that refueling very rarely takes place on the planet now, much like Boda Jeff, which had the station rotating above the planet in a geosynchronous orbit. Uh, Tanem's refueling stations are in a similar locale. You never actually make planet fall, and the station itself does not have any kind of consumer goods in that vein for you to find easily. You went to the Circle K, not the Flying J. Yeah, unfortunately. And then, uh, insofar as game night goes, who would be interested in playing cards with the sender and his new friends? Oh, Eshka most certainly will. Same with Mia. I think, is this in the first week or the second week? Uh, this would be in the second week after refueling. Okay, hang on. Then, based on that triumph and everything that I had, I'm going to... Evens, yes. Odds, no. No. Yeah, Kiyama's still... Um... She's just not comfortable having... She's not comfortable with it, so... She'll watch. Mm. She won't be... She won't, like, hide away, but she's just not gonna play. Eat chips in the corner? Yep. Okay. Provide yeah. commentary if necessary. You guys th go through a ton of granola bars in these two weeks. The senator's supply is very nearly <laughs> depleted. I'll say that you guys all cram into the boiler room in the back. Um, there are a couple of pieces of like sheet metal that have been reappropriated. Um, things have been moved around, and you guys set up uh, like a like a long table, and you play space Texas Hold'em basically. Like the the seven of you are uh, crammed into this this tight space that smells like hyperdrive fuel and oil and you know de deal out uh, the cards into the middle as you um as you, you know you try to get to know each other uh, so Dash uh, Herond is a he's like a middling height human man he has he is he is fair skin but um, a pretty serious tan for a white boy. He's kind of like wiry and he talks fast. 
um, but he smiles more easily, which could be charming or kind of sleazy, depending on who you are and how cynical you are. Uh, Reyna is a human woman. She has a kind of mousy brown hair. Um, she is like a little more like heavy set isn't the word, but she's kind of stocky, um, strong looking. She has a very like flat voice, kind of monotonous, um, but it's not a like a exactly like a disinterested or rude personality it's like she's constantly playing the like a deadpan straight man to dash's more hyperactive uh, side the two of them together are actually pretty funny uh pretty enjoyable company the boda jeffy are much more inscrutable uh, knocked and peck are not even in sort of like a species inconsiderate way but in like a physiological way almost indistinguishable the the boda jeffy are as I've mentioned before, a rotund, uh, like Crayola, brick red skinned species with irisless black eyes. And their manner of speaking basic is a little bit difficult to distinguish. Uh, so by the end of the journey, you can tell the two of them apart maybe 50% of the time. They're also not a particularly sociable people, you find out. Space Texas Hold'em, or uh, I mean, what would that be? Uh, I guess Corellia Hold'em. <laughs> you, uh, you guys have a good time playing Corellia Hold'em together in uh, in the boiler room. Corellia is Space Texas, and I'm glad we made that connection. Yeah, I <laughs> it just I was like, what's Space Texas? Definitely Corellia. Uh, Eshka, Mia, what are you guys doing while the the you know the senator is getting to know his charges? Kiyama is getting to know her new limb configuration. <laughs> Mia's just, like, chilling. Like, I feel like she's, like, in a state of, like, quietly, like, embracing that there's nothing to do, really. Like, she's she's driving, but she's, like, not really doing anything. Mm -hmm. I think, like, I sort of imagine her getting into sort of, like, long, intense conversations with people over the course of the, the, the trip home. Okay. Where she is, like learning everyone's like the, the parts of people that she doesn't usually get to know because she's not usually someone who has long and serious conversations with people um i sort of imagine her like sitting down with ashka and like asking ashka a bunch of questions about her childhood that kind of thing you know you are mistaken if you don't think i don't want that if, if you think that i don't want that role played so oh i mean i'm sure that you do that's part <laughs> of why i was uh, that's part of why i brought it up so uh, ashka you you have cause to go into the cockpit one day while and in the first week while Mia is piloting. How, um, Mia, how does this go where you ask her about her childhood? I think she just sort of asks the question very simply, like, how young were you when you first got, how old were you when you first got, like, flew in one of these things? You know, like, when was the first time you took to the stars? Becca? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, I had a brain fart where I was trying to remember like how old Ashka is. <laughs> um, pretty young. I don't know. You like a child or like teenager? Uh, uh, yes. I mean, so on. A, I'm also double checking something to make sure that I'm not misspeaking because uh... now is when your your character becomes canon. So don't misspeak your backstory. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've never retconned anything. 
No, never. So Ashka's like, I mean, the the distinction between like a child and a teenager isn't as much of a thing for Bothans. Like you're either a child or you're an adult. But yeah, I mean, I was I was pretty young. Um, pretty much, you know, your family, where I come from, your family does something, and you know, your family kind of not just like your family, like your parents, but kind of like the group you're in, your your social unit, that's like really important. So kind of what your family does, you start learning early. And yeah, I come from a lot of mechanics and tinkerer type folks. So, I mean, I was on, not so much out, not so much out on the stars, but I was on ships hmm. almost my whole life. When was the last time you saw him, your family? Oh, it's been a while. You miss him? I don't think about that too much. I don't know. I like to face forward and keep moving. Who do you think about then, if not your family? Who's who's got your heart? I don't think about my heart that much. That's yeah. why I like machines so much. They're very practical and they don't worry about complicated stuff like feelings and memories. Well, they have memory, but it's very data-driven. I like that. Yeah. I'm not like that at all. Mm, just between you and me, I don't know. You might be better off. Not being a machine? Feeling things. Ugh. So funny, though, because you just acted as though you were horrified about feeling things, but told me I was better f- better off with it. Are you afraid to feel things? Listen, just because you might understand something to be objectively true doesn't mean you want it to be subjectively true for yourself. And with that convoluted statement, uh, <laughs> VC20 calls people kind of. for Karelian Hold'em. <laughs> <laughs> and Eshka just 180s and is like, all right, kids, what are the stakes? And then, you know, there are no stakes and she's disappointed. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys play for granola bars that are at the end of the game, nevertheless, equally distributed anyway. Eshka, what do you get up to aside from that? Uh, aside from having a conversation with Mia that is basically just Eshka running from her feelings and sense of sense of self as a sentient being. What else are you doing in the meantime? She would never do that. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> I think the main thing, honestly, uh, is taking a look at that star map and trying to see if there's anything useful in the pieces that she was able to download before she had to run. Also, you know, just seeing if she's able to look at it at all with whatever they have on this ship. Right. Uh, I mean, the other the other tricky element to it is that it's on the same drive as Palpy ship. Yes. I'm not there. I can't say anything. Um, Sue, please give me a computer's roll. Okay. <laughs> Can I offer you a word of advice? Yes. Do you remember what happened last time you failed a computer's roll with Palpy Ship's drive involved? Also, remember how much Mia flipped out at you that you did that while we were flying? Yeah. So just just throwing it out there, Mia did just have a long heart-to-heart with you. She'd really hate to have to kill you. <laughs> and all those light side points that Kiyama conveniently racked up for you guys? <laughs> so, okay, like, with where things are right now, I don't think Eshka would just go plugging it in without at least letting someone know what she's planning to do. Sure. Like, I, I feel like at some point there would be a discussion of, hey, part of this star map is on this drive. 
can we like let's try to see if we can look at it <laughs> which would have... afford someone an opportunity to be like please don't do that <laughs> yes um so if you're going to talk that over you ha- ashka has one of two choices one she can talk to mia about it while mia is taking her shift in the cockpit or she can try and explain it to noct while noct is taking his turn in the cockpit there are pros and cons to both of these situations. Do you go to mom or do you go to dad to get what you want? <laughs> do, do you go to mom or do you go to this, this, or do you go to your substitute teacher? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, I, I think it would be uh, Mia. Okay. Better the devil you know, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure thing, Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> Mia, what do you say? What do you say to Eshka trying to uh, present you with another opportunity to plug in Palpy Show? No. <laughs> and then I think Mia's going to go one step further. You're the one who's talking about all these like rational decisions that computers make. In what universe is this a rational decision in a moving vehicle? No. I. Do you accept that, or are you going to try it again when Noct is on shift? I accept that. Although I definitely complain about it. Yeah, I'm a little... <laughs> if it's any indication of your chances of success, I'm disappointed that you're not doing it, so... Probably <laughs> to not do it. Listen, it wasn't fun for me last time either. <laughs> Let's all find out who won at poker. And the way that we are going to do this is... I want all of you to make me a skullduggery test. And the person who accrues the most successes is going to win at Cardassian Hold'em. Not Cardassian Hold'em, Corellian <laughs> Hold'em. Cardassian Hold'em is a very different game. Not it, to be confused with Cardassian Hold'em. Which is also That's a different game. drip poker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are we good to roll? Yes, please. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, Damn. I was having a fun time watching this game is essentially what this comes down to. Okay. Uh, so, incredibly... Uh, at the end of the day, it's just the the senator and Peck. And after a tense two hands uh, where <clears throat> both of them are folding pretty much after looking at their cards, Peck goes all in. Uh, VC20 decides to call. The rest of you are are watching this. Uh, the The flop has been flopped. All cards are out, and it's possible that either one of them has a straight. They flip the cards. Peck has the straight, and the senator has two pair. And Peck, very satisfied, uh, pulls the whole stack of granola bars from the center of the table over to uh, her side of the her side of the the sheet metal that is serving temporarily as a, as a poker table um, and begins unwrapping one of the granola bars. You guys have been had by the Boda Jeffy lady. Probably deserve it. <laughs> like not a hundred percent, but probably deserve it. Yeah, I mean, uh, with all of, with all of those successes, it was a it was a very exciting game night. Um, I see twenty. Oh. Yeah, I, mo- mostly because the, the, the senator keeps mysteriously getting very good hands that he does not bluff on. Um, so who's to say if he's not counting cards? Who knows what's going on inside that metal brain of his? I also I'm like sure. to think that at least for the first half of the game, it was clear he did not really know how to play and was like constantly asking about the rules. <laughs> 
But anyway, he uh, he says good game and extends a handshake. Uh, Peck is a little confused, and um, her basic is considerably worse than Noct. Uh, Noct sort of patiently explains in Boda Jeffy both that she does not get to keep the granola bars and that you are congratulating her. Uh, she extends a hand, uh, slightly disappointed, but still resolutely eating the one granola bar that she has picked up, and she shakes it, and she says, good game. And that's all the Boda Jeffy voice that you guys are going to get tonight. <laughs> so really, really enjoy that, please. Uh, outside those, uh, I think, outside of those events, the the main danger of the journey is that it's just boring. For the first time in two months, you guys are... You guys are, yeah, you guys are safe, which gives you time to ruminate on the fact that, like, you're uncomfortable. It's kind of hot in here. The environmental systems aren't really meant to deal with, you know, eight people. Um, you guys are uh, more, more than it just being environmentally hot. You guys are also hot bunking. So you're basically living in shifts, you know, rotating through the beds since there's only four of them. And... It, after a while, you if know, there were any sexual tension between any of us, this would be the time to like. There's only one bed them, but I don't think that there is at this point. Right, there was a question mark at one point, but Mia has backed off since then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and also like Kim's not really in a in a place for that. Or no, I don't know how she even worked. if it was like no, this is it's not. It's like not how she operates. She's very willing to like if anyone wants to write the fanfic one day. The that was Kiyama where I was fanfic going writers for. Can, can, <laughs> can take this moment. Yeah, indeed, all the possibilities spin out really but. awkwardly because everyone is all on top of them anyway. So like, there's no privacy either. Right. There's never a point at which anybody's further than like ten meters from anybody else on the no. show. Mm-hmm. So it's, I do it's, have. Mm-hmm. I was thinking there is one question that Kiyama would want to ask either the humans or the Boda Jeffy either. And I'm not sure when it would happen, but there is one question she would want to ask of them. Okay. Let's Just say like, kind of, the, like sometime in the second week, maybe towards the end of the voyage. Okay. And like, uh, who, who are you going to ask? Um, which seems the most, I don't want to use the word reverent towards her, but which one has been acting the most like, obvious that they know who she is uh knocked the the male boda jeffy is definitely the most um definitely the most obvious with avoiding her okay and the others just seem either oblivious or um they, they all try to stay out of your way like i mean at the end of the day even if you're not like Luke Skywalker's right hand, you're still a big scary blue lady with who they've seen murder people with a laser sword and has suffered a terrible injury. Like nobody nobody in their right mind, whether they know your reputation or not, would be particularly interested in fucking with you right now. That's fair. Um, then I'm going to find, I guess, knocked, and I don't need to find them alone. It's okay if they're in a group, but mm-hmm. she's gonna go up to them or like in the occasion where we're all cramped in one space and it's just sort of like passing time and she's feeling a little bit more grounded, she's going to ask. So, obviously, you've heard of me. Uh, Eshka, give me a deception roll, please. Okay. Um, Kiyama, I'm going to say that when you walk up, Eshka is in the process of trying to convince uh, Reyna and Noct to play a different kind of poker, uh, but this time for credits. 
so far, hey. uh, so far she has been unsuccessful. Uh, when I it, love it. as you as you come up, Noct is explaining in uh, his sort of his more fluent basic that uh, we just don't have many Republic credits, and he, he trails off and looks nervously at Kiyama as she as she butts in. And oh. hey, Kiyama, you want to get in on this? No, Wink. I'm not that dumb. <laughs> Uh, Noct looks nervously uh, back and uh, back and forth, and he he, he looks at Rena, who just kind of she kind of nods to him. He says, uh, "Yes, I have." I'm still trying to figure things out, but what do what have you heard about me? Jedi. Uh, that can't be all. It's enough. Has Velamen mentioned anything about me? Yes. He, he he looks nervously back and forth, and he says, "He hates you a lot." Yeah, that feeling's kind of mutual. He talks about you sometimes. What what does he say? He uh, calls you a liar, and uh, um, he he seems to be searching for the words, and he he looks at Rena and says something rapidly, and she says, "Knocked claims that." Velamin, uh, he, he called you. He called you a hypocrite. Is is the best word for it. The the Bodajeffy word is subtler, but it means like hypocrisy, effectively smugness, I guess. Hmm. And knocked sort of sort of satisfied with that explanation. He he nods vigorously and he says, "She, uh, wasn't just you. There's several Jedi that uh, he felt his way about." Did he say their names? Yes, but uh, it's Luke and uh, Amari. He, he looks like he's racking his brains. He says, and he, he laughs like a weird chuckle, kind of nervously. He says, "Mostly, I remember you because you were blue." Yeah, I kind of stand out. Um, all right, thanks. I guess. Um, yeah, I'm. Yeah, all right. Good talk. And she just sort of like gets up <laughs> and then walks away. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Kemma, give me give me a vigilance. Okay, her brain is just going a million miles a minute, trying to put those pieces together. Now, that is a good vigilance. Yeah. So you, um, you know, it's the first time that's sort of occurred to you. Like the, the Boda Jeffy are more than slightly ridiculous species. Their you know their speech is comical. Their appearances are kind of foolish. Mostly, you're what dawns on you as, as your mind is spinning is that Noct, Noct seemed very clever, um, like weirdly quick. It's it's hard to it's hard to pinpoint why, um, but it seems like he was. But you realize after a few moments, a few moments after you've walked away, it seemed like he was holding back not because he was being deceptive or like he was trying to withhold information but because he was intentionally trying to be tactful with you and not not out of fear um you know this is the kind of thing that you get with a three success vigilance role he stopped being afraid of you and was more trying to protect your feelings Hmm. when she realizes that because it's a small ship (laughs) she's just gonna turn around and like not like walk back but do like i'm imagining like as the ship like different hallways and different things. She's just gonna poke her head back around and she's like, "Don't beat around the bush next time. Just tell me straight up." And then walks away. 
Okay. <laughs> you don't I, have to I'm do not, that. <laughs> I'm not going to say that you see the expression on your face. I, I picture that being Kiyama's like a, a walk-off moment, but um, I, I like that interaction. Okay, that was it. Yeah. The, the rest of the journey back is even more uneventful. Uh, and just as you are about to, you know, lose your mind with cabin fever, Mia, you finally he hear the dinging on the dashboard that you've been waiting for for two weeks. Coruscant, excuse me, Coruscant is going to be coming up in five minutes. Mia? We are approaching Coruscant. Um... Mia's going to start to engage for landing. Okay. And there is a rumble and like a whining noise as oh. the ship drops out of hyperspace and a thud that resounds all around you. The distinctive noise of being back in the real universe off mm. of the hyperlane. Uh, below you, you can see the... I imagine it's gray and glittering and your destination, the, you know, the capital of the capital planet is just barely on the day side of the day-night line. You are going to be landing right around sunset. The sky is shades of orange and pink. The city is laid out below you, stretching from horizon to horizon gray piles of steel and glass with glittering specks of neon in between them. The air is choked with traffic. The air cars, of course, on zipping back and forth below you like a colony of mechanical ants. And over the console, Mia, you receive a very concerned flight controller who says, Imperial ship. You have weapons trained on you. Identify yourself immediately. And Mia's going to just reply without batting an eyelash. Hi, this is Mia uh, Organa. I'm traveling here with Senator VC-20 and several fugitives from the first, for the new empire, um, requesting permission to land. Please also inform uh, my mother that I'm back. Thank you. <laughs> Fucking brat. I, love I her so remember much. what her title was, so I decided to just be a brat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, ch it's Chancellor for future reference. And it's I also thought it was Chancellor, but then I was like, is it General? And then I was like, no, it's probably Chancellor, but at that point it was too late. Your dad's technically a General. Um, and it's also the true Empire, but I love that Mia doesn't even bother to know that. I, I love that as a character detail. <laughs> I love how she doesn't care about some things. Uh, can you please give me a charm roll? So with a failure on your charm roll, so with a failure on your charm roll, the control operator says, Nice try, Imperial ship. But I think that the daughter of the Chancellor would know what the, what the true empire is called. Now try it again. <laughs> what are you doing VC20 will step in. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, VC20. Um, Mia is very tired. It has been a trying... How long has it been? Uh, almost two months. These have been a trying two months. I am Senator VC-20, and we would like to speak with Chancellor Organa. There is a longer pause. Uh, VC-20, can you give me a charm roll, please? Um, we have three light side points. That's right, yeah. Does Go anyone ahead. mind if I use one? Please. Um, you guys have... It has just been a really rough night for those rolls. Um, yeah. so, with, so with only advantage and no successes, 
flight con- uh, flight control responds. We're going to send escorts. And Mia's going to reply, please do. You will see that we're not lying very soon. You probably want to tell Chancellor Agana this is happening. She'll want to know we're back. Uh, there's no response. The channel has been cut. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Mia's going to just let the ship know, like, hey, y'all, uh, when we land, me and VC-20 are going to leave the ship first. Everyone else just, like, sit tight, okay? VC-20 is going to take off his brass knuckles. Um... <laughs> I forgot he had those. <laughs> I mean, I guess he's probably not wearing them, but I just want to be clear that he is not currently wearing them. Yeah. No, I, I like, he's still wearing I like his that... leather jacket. I like that he's wearing them for unknown reasons. What? How? How rough have these poker games gotten in the last week? You are instructed. Uh, you you are sent coordinates for landing. Are you going to follow them, Mia? Follow them. I think Mia's also like it, she's gonna like try and straighten her hair out a little bit and like maybe sniff at her underarms to see just how bad she smells. Yeah, you smell pretty bad. Yeah, I would imagine we've probably been sweating nonstop for two weeks. <laughs> there's no um, there's no shower or. Bathing, like a, there's no shower. I almost called it a bathing pool. There's no shower or bathtub. <laughs> there's uh, also no bathing pool. Yeah, there's also no bathing pool. Um, that's the that's the space battle's name for a bathtub. There's no bathing pool. Uh, but there is there's basically like a a, a space portageon and like a like a faucet that you have to give yourself a washcloth shower with. Yep. It's been a rough two weeks been a rough two weeks i sort of imagine mia's also got like a little bit of acne going on too like just kiyama looks like hell then she is still battered and bruised and probably still very bloody (laughs) good (laughs) looks a little bit like a horror show i'm guessing i also feel like mia's gonna like pat her pockets down and be like hmm where did i put my id (laughs) 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 i just be like wonder if i left it somewhere <laughs> and then just be like oh well mom will figure it out <laughs> two ships join you they fly alongside you um they are they're they're fairly simple speeder pods they are they do have obvious weaponry on the outside they're just they're very baseline law enforcement vc20's words may have made some difference in the, you know, insofar as they didn't shoot you out of the sky, but you're very clearly not trusted right now. Mm-hmm. They guide you towards your landing pad and hover above as you make the as you make the descent. Uh, there is a crowd of individuals gathered there, maybe ten, waiting for you to disembark. VC twenty will go first. Um... Yeah, and Mia's gonna go like right on his tail. Um, you crack the hatch, and like a like a rolling cloud of green smog rolls out the back of the ship. Yeah, something like that. Kiyama will follow, not shortly after, but like you know, a couple. No, you're supposed behind. to stay in the ship. I told you to stay oh. in the ship. Okay, fine. We'll Listen stay in the ship. <laughs> She's just standing in the hatch, like. Oh, come on. What? I like, I like I like that like Kiyama irritably like waiting for the protocol to be over. Uh, Senator and Mia as you the two of you disembark you can see that there there are in fact a crowd of like navy blue clad uh they're actually new republic soldiers not Coral Scon's law enforcement. Uh but Mia your dad is here. 
Uh, there's Han standing on the on the landing pad. And I think Mia's just gonna like jump up and down and wave her hands over her head and go, "Hi, Dad." <laughs> uh, he his face he he, sh- he sh- flashes you like a, a lopsided grin, and he says something to the like the very young looking New Republic lieutenant who nods, uh, barks an order very officiously. And the solid ranks of conspicuously armed soldiers uh, part, and they look more like um, like they're standing at parade rest, more like an honor guard now rather than a posse greeting party. He casually walks up to the rear hatch of the Cavalier, and he, in a, he extends a hand towards UVC-20. I return the handshake. And he says, Senator... You don't look so bad. You don't look so bad. I'm finding that it's very hard for the senator to respond to Han, <laughs> since Han is like made of sarcasm, and that is a foreign language to VC twenty. Right. <laughs> so I think VC twenty will just say thank you without thinking about too hard why Han would have said that. Right. He he just uh, he smirks and he. He actually goes to hug you, Mia. Aww. And I think Mia's gonna, like, hold her hands up and be like, I haven't showered in two weeks. And I was inside that thing with too many other people. He kind of wrinkles his face and goes, uh, yeah, you, you don't smell so good, kid. Nope. Mia's gonna look around and she's gonna say, we have some defectors from the true empire. We have some fugitives. They're with us, though. We trust them. He kind of, he looks up at the ship, he goes, it, is that a good idea? Yes. How yes. how close are you? Are you guys within earshot? Yeah, they're they're probably like four, maybe five meters away. I Kiyama hearing that and then having flashbacks to when she was almost arrested the first time she came here, crackles on her comm link to Mia. Please do not imply that I am an Imperial defector. <laughs> we also have Rodas's girlfriend. <laughs> His... Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> He looks at you sideways and his mouth opens and then closes and he goes, and he opens again. Okay, that sounds like a problem for your mom. (laughs) She's not an Imperial defector, though. She wanted to make sure that that was clear. We have some non-Imperial defectors who are also here who should be trusted. They've been with us for longer than the Imperial defectors. He runs a hand through his hand. He says, "Uh, okay, your mom said to send you right to her if it was you and i'm to take the senator back to his offices so why don't we um i don't know divvy him up uh mia's gonna look at vc20 and she's gonna go you want to take your friends and i'll take eshka and 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 kiyama i'll ask um han if that's all right with him yeah we can um he looks back he says i'll have the lieutenant put them up for the night not uh you know, actually put him up, you know. Thanks, Dad. Don't mention it. Um, as uh as people start filing off of the ship, Mia, you see Han like kind of looking over each person, worriedly appraising them. Um, it's very obvious that he's trying to figure out who the hell is Ronus's girlfriend. <laughs> Good. Uh, and his eyes his eyes visibly widen when Eshka comes off the ship and he kinda like shakes his head to himself. <laughs> I guess Kiyama will come up last then with her pack and 
her arm, her bad arm held close to the chest. And then her lightsabers are on her belt. Got it. Walk out. He looks at you coming. He says, um, so you're the one? Yeah, I guess I am. And she shoots Mia a dirty look. <laughs> and Mia looks, Mia looks back at her and goes, listen, you gotta just, he kept you a secret for so long and I'm never gonna forgive him for it. We're not done with this conversation yet. Oh, and I'm then sure she we're turns. not. <laughs> anyway. I think I shall cause problems on purpose. Why don't you... Ed, uh, he, she doesn't... Ed, seeing this exchange, Han kind of butts in and he extends his left hand towards you, Kami. says, I'm General Solo. Very, like, she starts holding out her right hand and then stops and then awkwardly takes his left hand and shakes it. Why don't you come with us and I'll have I'll have one of the Republic docs look at your arm for you. That looks fresh. Yeah, it happened right before we left. Um, that would be actually appreciated. And she'll look around a little awkwardly like, oh God, I've been outed as their son's girlfriend and I don't remember any of it. Okay. <laughs> and, but she'll go with Han, I guess. And Aww. I love her. <laughs> He doesn't say a whole bunch. The there is like a large aircraft, um, more like an Airbus than anything else. That the defectors, the security detail, or most of the security detail, uh, Eshka and or not Eshka, excuse me, Han, the defectors, most of the security detail, VC twenty and Kiyama get onto. Uh, the remaining two members of the security detail lead. Mia and Eshka over towards a slightly smaller craft. And the two groups are going to go separate ways for a little bit. So I'm going to have to start jumping around amongst people. Uh, who who would like to go first? Who would, have, who would like to have their, their trail started first? Yeah, I'll start. Okay. Uh, so we'll go Mia, Kiyama, and then to just alternate, we'll go Eshka and then VC20. So Mia, the the two New Republic individuals are pretty taciturn. The new crop of soldiers that have been serving are taking their job pretty seriously, even though officially it is peacetime. They don't initiate any conversation with you. So you and Eshka are just kind of in the back of this space car travel or this air car traveling to the the chancellor's quarters unless you particularly pick a conversation with them i'm not gonna pick a conversation i think like the second that i get into the transport mm. it sort of hits me that i'm gonna be seeing my mom again and i think i get nervous um about any number of things like not that she will be happy to see me or that she loves me but more like the other stuff that was angst caused some of the other stuff that was angst causing before i left even sure. if i'm sort of not feeling as weighed down by it. I think that there's sort of a muscle memory in there. Okay. Eshka, give me a perception, please. Or uh, a vigilance, rather. Okay. And Mia, you can you give me one as well, please? Dear. Okay. Uh, oh, no. As you guys are landing, uh, there you know, there's another air car pad, a very large uh, aperture into which you are going to be headed. This is actually not her quarters. Um, it's not, you know, it's not where you grew up, Mia. This is the entrance to the Chancellor's office. Your mom is still working. Your mom must, must be working late. 
is what you immediately deduce. Uh, there are several other air cars and um, a couple of spacecraft around the you know the Chancellor's Tower, including as Eshka notices, but Mia does not. There is actually an Imperial craft on the pad, Eshka, uh, not dissimilar from the Cavalier, uh, but a more heavily uh, heavily armored and more engine capable model of uh, of of the, of the same class. Looks custom built. It's pretty. It, it's a pretty good job, from what you can tell. You don't say. Interesting. Uh, with that revelation, the two of you are brought inside. The two soldiers with you escort you to the elevator and stop. One of them looks at you, me, and uh, she says, I think you know the rest of the way there, ma'am. Thank you. She, and Mia's just going to prance into the elevator and hold the door open for Eshka. Okay. They nod and salute. And once I uh, hold the salute until the elevator doors close. The trip is long, at least from Mia's perspective. It uh, seems to stretch on and on, much like the ship and much like the travel in the Cavalier did. Uh, and yet done all too quickly, there is a chime and the doors open. You can see that there is another set of New Republic troops positioned outside your mother's office. Mia's just gonna keep marching past him. Okay. And she's going to knock once on the door and then open it. All right, they recognize you. Yeah, I sort of. I sort of assume at this point, Mia. Mia's like, I don't need to say who I am. I'm home. Mm -hmm. They do give uh, Eshka a couple of sideways looks. The door. The door does open, and you can see that you can see that Chancellor Organa is sitting at her desk. Looks like she is typing something in a pad. When the door opens, uh, she looks up, visibly irritated, and her expression immediately softens when she sees it is you, Mia. And she stands up. Hey, Mom. Mia's just going to wave at her, and the same way she did with her dad, she's going to be like, I haven't showered in like two weeks. Eshka's going to wave awkwardly and say, hi, Mia's mom. And then Mia's going to turn between them and go, this is Ashka. Um, she's been traveling with us since we left Coruscant. Uh, she's a mechanic. Uh, she's, and Mia's going to pause because she was totally about to say like, she's wanted by half of the outer rim, <laughs> but she doesn't necessarily think it's <laughs> a good thing to tell mom. So she cuts herself off and she's just going to look back at mom and just go, uh, Senator VC 20, dad's bringing him back to his offices now. Um, along with some other folks we've been traveling with. She nods and smiles, and she looks down at Eshka, and she says, I actually know who you are. I'm sorry to say you lost your job at the port. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I kind of expected that. Sorry about that. Has her dry was... cleaning been picked up? <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of an accident. Uh, but hey, all turned out okay by some definitions of okay. She just sort of smiles down at you and nods. And uh, she looks back at you, Mia. And you're struck for maybe the first time that you're actually a little taller than she is. Um, it, 
she always seemed to tower above you. So it's a strange realization now that you've been away for so long that uh, she actually doesn't. No, she doesn't. She's short. Mm-hmm. She is small. Small. And what does she say? I mean, this, as as I've said, this is the part I've been nervous to play for 17 episodes now. <laughs> You're doing uh, great. I'm proud of you. <laughs> how does she... How does she put this? She says, I'm just glad you're back, dear. I'm glad I'm back, too. What was... Has everything been okay while I've been gone? That's complicated, but I think it's... Since you brought the senator back, I will say yes. Yeah, he's in good shape. He has brass knuckles, and he's uh, really good at talking us out of problems. So if there is trouble, he'll probably be able to help with it. Maybe you should... She looks again nervously at, uh, not nervously, but uh, sort of appraisingly at Eshka. And do we, hmm, Eshka, where are you from? Bothwi. And she just kind of gestures at her Bothan self. Uh, The Chancellor smiles and she says, no, uh, Eshka, come on. And Eshka, who, as a side note, has been very sweaty ever since they stepped into this room because... She is immediately struck by being both terrified of this woman, but also really wanting this woman to like her, <laughs> which I think is an, a, a pretty standard response to Leia. <laughs> yeah, bond um, standard. And so just like in like a sort of a little like downturn of her ears, she says, the outer rim. That's nothing to be ashamed of, dear, but hmm. can you give me a few moments to talk with my daughter? Sure. Of course. Should I... Wait outside, or will all no, the people in the armor take me away? I have an, I have an adjoining chamber, and you can make yourself comfortable right here. There's different things to drink in the cooler. I don't know. I don't know what half of them are, but I get a lot of different visitors. Hopefully, you can find something that suits you. Oh, fancy! Thank you. And and, and she gestures will... like um like a, like a sofa that's off on the side of the room. There's uh you know shelves of different. Not knickknacks, that makes them sound tacky, but like different things. Decor. Yeah, and and celebratory things, you know, like the Medal of Yavin and so on that are, that are like sitting on these shelves uh, uh, overhanging uh, the the sofa. There are even like holograms of like Han and Ronus and Mia and Anakin on the, on the shelf. Uh, there is like a small Aww. that uh, does indeed have a wide variety of drinks in it. Uh, Mia, she takes you into the next room, and I think that since you and Eshka are kind of on the same trajectory right now, I'm going to cut over to the folks in the larger bus. Okay. Um, so, Kiyama, you and the senator, along with um, the defectors, are with Han. The The trip is, again, you know, it's it's a quiet one unless either of the two of you pick a conversation. Han, I, is, mm-hmm. I was just gonna say, I imagine I don't know what Han's gonna do, but like at least for the beginning, there's a bunch of like awkward like side looks between Han and Kiyama of like, are you gonna talk first? Am I gonna talk first? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna say that with uh, you know knowing Han and knowing your Jedi training, he probably talks first about. F- we'll say that he makes it to 10 minutes into the journey. <laughs> he leans forward and he goes, uh, so you and you and Ronis, huh? Yeah. I caused trouble. I'm delighted. 
Um, That's against I, the rules, right? I mean, kind of depends on your definition of what are the rules. And <laughs> oh man, I like you. Okay, you picked pretty good. Uh, yeah. Um, and she kind of like scratches her head a little bit, and she's trying to remember. Um, she feels like, and it's one of those things where it's like based on context and like who, what she knows and remembers of like knowing she was with Ronus and she was practically raised by Luke. Like she's like, I should have met him before, but I don't remember doing it. Right. Like she has no. Met Han? Yeah. Oh no. I mean, you. Uh... Like I know of him, but I don't. I know of him. Yeah, sure. Okay. You yeah. Know, and she's. You've never met him. You and. Uh, I mean, this is obviously the first he's finding out about you, so. Yeah, okay. She's having that weird cognitive dissonance of like, okay, this is even weirder because I don't have all my context and memories to know why. I don't know know this person and I should, but it's not because I forgot him. It's because I should have met my boyfriend's parents. Yeah, or like my pseudo uncle or something. Like, I should have met these people before and for whatever reason Luke kept me hidden so um yeah I Luke's trained me since I was I guess I don't really remember how I came to the temple to be quite honest but it's been a while at least it's what I've been told yeah he says he gets those on the uh foundlings he calls them sometimes yeah I might have been his first um congratulations I don't and she kind of like raises her left hand. She's like, just, yeah, we don't, you don't need to go there. All right. Um, so. Yeah, there's a prolonged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boring. A lot of. Anyway. Yeah. It's like that, like I, that weird thing of like, I don't know what to say. And like, also again, Kiyama doesn't remember a lot of things. So she doesn't even know the context of like. Oh yeah, it's really nice to meet you, and it's great. She's like, I yeah, this is weird. <laughs> very clearly does not know what to say either. Mm-hmm. Uh, and event eventually, the Airbus comes to a halt on the pad, and the door as the door's hissing open, he stands like real quick, and he says, "Pleasure to meet you, definitely." And uh, he walks off abruptly. I uh, claps the senator on the shoulder with a loud clank as he makes makes like a kind of like a hasty exit he stops he's not like running away from the two of you but he's definitely extricating himself from that situation in that conversation oh god Ronis, you're like your dad all right um Kim will get her stuff and stand up and follow as the two of you are exiting he basically describes to the lieutenant where the senator's offices are you can you can see that you are at um the towers near where like the the grand senatorial chambers are where vc20 has his office uh so vc20 the security detachment is actually to uh to take you back to your place for some reason um and two of the troopers kami you learn are going to take you to the nearby Functioning like an army hospital, um, you're gonna you're gonna get the grade of treatment that New Republic soldiers get, which, despite assumptions you might have about our world and the VA, means actually good things rather than <laughs> uh, the rather ideal than, VA. Yeah, what the VA uh, should be. 
the way the, the the way the way the VA should be. So I'm actually hmm, I'm actually gonna cut I think across to VC twenty and uh, Senator, you are you know you have like an armed guard basically coming with you to your offices. Does this strike me as unusual? Yeah, it's definitely not normal. Now does not seem like the time to question it. Okay. Uh, so you're in your office now, VC20. Uh, as the as the door opens and about half of the soldiers who escorted you salute and start walking off while the other half remain outside your door, uh, you can see the large gray shape of your, uh, of your Wookiee assistant, Rundar. It seems as though he is working very late. I will uh, greet him, say that it is good to see him, and uh, ask him what's been up. <laughs> uh, as you greet him, uh, he turns with uh, like a like a paw raised, kind of re- like ready to bring it down on you before he realizes it's you. He t- doesn't seem like he realized that it was you coming in. And what could have been an aggressive blow uh, instead turns into an embrace. Uh, and he kind of yodels out, uh, I thought you were dead. We were all so worried. And that's something to the effect of, I am sorry to have worried you. I had no means of communicating. He kind of takes you by the shoulders and looks down at you and he says, the, gar- the guards are here. Everyone is on high alert. Uh, hmm? Chundar is back. He's been more active in the middle rim, and allegedly he's on Coruscant right now. I see. We don't know if you are in particular danger or not, but that is why there are soldiers here. I hope it doesn't come to that. I hope so, too. He was as much my brother once as yours. Arful and Buka are also back with the scientists that you got on the crystal planet. Uh, Rundar is notoriously overworked and often forgets the names of the planets that you go to. That is a great relief. I imagine they'll want to speak to you soon. I'd like to speak with them as well. Getting emotional, Rundar turns away briefly, and then he picks up your pad and hands it to you, and he says, you have over 2,000 messages that I have not been privileged to access. You should read them at your earliest convenience, Senator. I will begin as soon as possible. Thank you. Yes. Uh, and he is, um, I think he's going to go to like a, like a Wookiee-sized cot, uh, which is where he often stays when you work late. And we're going to cut away back to, I think, Eshka, uh, who is alone in the Chancellor's anteroom. Eshka, are you going to get into any trouble? I'm not. Um, you know... Unless there is some significant source of temptation to my curiosity, I'm going to try to be a well-behaved gremlin. Okay. Please give me a vigilance roll. Okay. Okay. Uh, You wander around, but mostly you're just like looking at the nice things on the shelves. Uh, So you have have found yourself some green milk in the cooler, Eshka. Uh, There was also some blue milk. Uh, something alcoholic, something that was absolutely poisonous to Bothans. <laughs> something that you just don't know anything about, but it was red and kind of lumpy. It was unusual. So you're drinking green milk. You're looking at the, the Chancellor's knickknacks, uh, kind of marveling at the life that she's lived, wondering what she and Mia are talking about 
in the other room that we will have to get to next episode, when suddenly there is an explosion from outside. What? Eshka, are you investigating the uh, explosion? Like, there's plenty of windows and things. Are you, like, taking shelter? What uh, What is your reaction to this sudden sound? I would probably just poke my head back into the room with me and Leia. And oh, no, like, it's not in there. It's outside. Like, No, I know. Okay. But I would probably just poke my head in there and say, uh, something just blew up outside. Uh, they are well aware. Uh, <laughs> Me, uh, Mia, your mother looks like shocked, uh, lost, like almost like lost. Uh, she, she has been completely thrown and her, her expression is grim. Something very bad has just happened. Mia's going to grab her blaster okay. and just like have it in her hand. Um, and so as you do that, uh, she, like she like guides your hand back down to the holster and she says it's too late for that. What's going on? Uh, Eshka, you can tell if you're looking with them, the ship that had exploded was actually the Imperial ship that you noticed on the way up. And the Chancellor says, that was an ambassador from the True Empire. You were going to try and negotiate a more lasting peace? No, oh no, oh no. It seems like somebody had different plans. As always, we've been glad to have you. If you enjoyed it, tell some friends. We're on Twitter at Space Battles Pod, and you can always find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most platforms where podcasts are found. know you were gonna do that do what explode something i love (laughs) you do that's why i knew you were gonna do it well what now that i'm predictable i'm just gonna give up gming (laughs) thanks thanks, you've taken all the joy out of it for me (laughs) when a man can't randomly explode something in his own house what is he supposed to do